Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 5. It's Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. And I'll just, I'll let Connor do it. Because I know he's going to sit there and gush about tattooing and just gush over the sand, whatever they're called. On you go. Tuscan Raiders, sand people. Tuscan Raiders, there you go, sand people. Either or is acceptable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this episode, uh, he ends up at Tatooine. He's looking for work. We even see the uh, the bar, the same cantina. Yep. From the original Star Wars. Uh, see how it's changed since the movies because of obviously oh, the change in status quo. Um, and he takes kind of a, a job from this kind of younger guy who isn't actually necessarily cleared by the guild to give jobs yet but he kind of wants to like make a name for himself so Mando kind of goes along with it and they're tracking Ming-Na Wen's character um, who's this uh, really highly wanted assassin and you know it becomes it becomes a bit of a standoff in the desert and them having to try and like navigate because she's she's got a sniper rifle and she's kind of trying to pick them off and there's some trickery some speed bike stuff and Ultimately, it kind of flips by the end, and this guy realizes who he's with and the bounty that's on the kid, uh, because Ming Na Wen tells him, and he tries to double cross him, and you could probably guess how how that goes. It might not go so well. Yeah. The funny thing about this episode is that I have to echo some sentiments from last episode, and that it really needs some more time to let some things stew. Um. But on a personal level, I will say I'm highly disappointed that Ming-Na Wen's character amounted to about two scenes. I, I will agree with that. Um, I wasn't super into the new characters in this episode. Uh, the guy who was with them just kind of felt like he was, you know, you, you could tell he was there for the episode, or maybe two episodes at a push. And I say that because there was a point where I, I noticed that there was only a few minutes left, and I was like, oh, and, you know. Is he going to get away? And I was thinking, oh, maybe this will end in a cliffhanger. This will be more of a two-parter, and the second, next episode will be about, you know, tracking him down and getting the kid back. Uh, but no, they, they, they wrapped the entire thing up in the next, like, three minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole standoff scene happened, and they, they dealt with it. Which, uh, the standoff scene was fine. It's fine, yeah, and he used the, the, the light flasher that they used to, you know, blind the sniper. Yeah, so it, it was set up nicely in terms of that in itself in the in the own episode yeah um but I, I wasn't as super into this one mainly because i wasn't really caring about the new characters i mean ming now went to an extent but just because she was ming now went like i know her from other shows so i, I was just kind yeah, of yeah. inherently liking her but uh like the actual i don't know the, the actual plot of the episodes um was i guess it was more synced into the overall themes of the show in the sense that okay right he's trying to work as a as a bounty hunter but things are getting in the way like his reputation of taking this kid and being wanted is getting in the way so it does tell us something about the overall story in that sense yeah but uh, at the same time i i don't know if they really played up the because i because I, cause I felt like this whole desert thing where like okay we can't get to her because she's a sniper and she's got a sniper rifle and, we'll and this, it's a desert, so it's pretty open. Yeah, we got this big empty space. Like, you know, how do we get to her? Like, you know, much like the 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 build up to the big fight last episode, I felt like, oh, there's a lot of potential here as an action movie to really kind of try and outthink her and outsmart her, and you know that that could make for a much more in depth. I story. I agree with what you're saying there. I think the route that they actually went down, because uh, you know the, what the plan actually was, 
ended up justifying that we didn't need to spend five minutes setting it up. You know, in in the way that last episode could have used more time to set up, you know, the actual uh, conflict itself. Um, this one here, while I agree there was potential to do a different route entirely and really play with the desert space, because they went with, okay, we're going to do the you, you, using the the flares to blind her. Because they went that path, I feel like I didn't need extra time before it to set anything else up to you know to really you know kind of drive that home. Well, that's kind of that doesn't really defeat what I'm saying though. I'm saying that I'm disappointed they took that route because it was just so simple and that was it done. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like if if it had gone with doing something else and you know and it was more complicated and we didn't spend more time establishing it all, then I would be disappointed. But because the plan stuff was quite simple, I was okay with that. And, no, but yeah, that's that what I'm saying. I want a more complicated plan. I wanted more to be played with with that setup. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my complaint. My complaint is not that they didn't set up enough for what they did in the, the episode. That is not my complaint at all. No, my no, complaint is that there is more to be done with the, this concept. And I feel like this show is supposed to be like given as these simple action movie kind of like setups, right? Where last week it was Seven Samurai, not Magnificent Seven. <laughs> I never said anything otherwise. I got more annoyed during the week by this shit. <laughs> I really did. And, and l- l- quick question. Yes. How many people did you see comparing it to A Bug's Life, the superior remake? Uh, none. Well, internet <laughs> failed us. Well, no, what bothered me is, is the Newsarama, a publication, this wasn't just some random asshole on Twitter, a publication talked about how that episode of Mandalorian was following the format of The Magnificent Seven, and then, in the same paragraph, mentioned that Star Wars, in part, was inspired by The Hidden Fortress, a Kurosawa film, who also made Seven Samurai. So I just, I couldn't wrap my head around the idea that they they chose to reference Magnificent Seven when they also acknowledged in the same paragraph that Hidden Fortress is a, 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 like... You, yeah, you can't even <sighs> pretend that they just. Well, maybe maybe they're, <sighs> they're unfamiliar with Kurosawa for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. You know? Like, don't get me wrong. Those people need to correct that. They're, they're, <laughs> they're doing themselves a disservice in life. But if, if they don't know, they don't know, right? And and that's fine. It's you know, as much as we're kind of being snobbish and making fun of it, that's fine if they don't know. Well, I'll the be snobbish. This person. Yeah, I know. But the, the fact <laughs> that this person clearly did know who Kurosawa was and was aware of, of, of the filmography, right? Yeah. And the inspirations. So they should know better. Yeah. And, you know, there was also a thing this week that apparently some people are upset that they're even saying that the show is, like, you know, a, a Western style. Like, apparently, I saw someone complain that some other snob was complaining that people were calling it a Western and not a samurai story. And that is not my complaint. I want to make that clear. That Western and samurai stories are so intertwined in style that either one is applicable. Although, that said, I do think there's enough in the show to suggest that it does veer a little bit more towards samurai, but I wouldn't bite anyone's head off for saying that in general it's supposed to feel like a Western. I, I think the visual is enough to say, yeah, they're going for, you, you go Western, right? I think that's enough to say, out of the two, to differentiate. The, the visual is 99% of the time the biggest difference anyway. Yeah, I think it's the character style and the plot that feels more uh, uh, no, I samurai to me. I mean, hell, yeah. I mean, we've been saying since like episode two that it's Lone Wolf and Cub, like, yeah. which yeah. Is, is not a Western the last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And I agree. I, I think... Aesthetically, though, it is a Western, and given the, the themes and the, the, the core ideas between Westerns and Samurai 
are so oh, similar. This is this is the uh, kind of this right? is back to the problem with Star Wars, isn't it? Is that it looks like a science fiction thing, but it's actually fantasy. Yeah, there we go. We're getting to the the crux of it now. And now it's kind of this. It looks like a western. It's nothing. It's actually, the whole yeah. thing, the whole franchise, is nothing but a filthy lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a filthy lie. I will say, this is a more forgivable. I mean, you know, if, if, if you know I say forgivable, as if I, I bite people's heads off for calling Star Wars sci-fi. Do what you want. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, but... honestly, just just one thing. Based on everything I just said there, I would say this episode is more of a Western plot than a samurai plot. But that's you know, I just want yeah. to clarify that this episode I would say does veer more towards Western. Yeah, but, but generally anyway. speaking, Westerns and samurais are so intertwined that you could. There's a reason so many of them have been remade as Westerns, and they're virtually identical aside from the aesthetic and settings yes they, they, they they're just the same for, and, for I, most and there's a lot of western elements that make their way back into samurai films after the fact as well oh, it, it, it yeah. goes both ways um and we're talking about some of the the because it was because uh, tara's watching the uh the lone wolf and cub or no it wasn't lone wolf and cub it was the I'm going to throw under the bus here a little bit. She was watching the recut American edits of oh, them. Oh, right? Tara, come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. She claimed it's because she wanted to watch them while she was doing the other stuff, but uh, she's intended on watching the, the original versions later. But she was watching Shogun Assassin, which is what the the recuts are called. Um, yeah. And she captured a screenshot of it and sent it to me. And the reason she did that is because it was kind of mimicking a scene from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, yeah. So it's funny that Fistful of Dollars was a complete remake of of uh, Yojimbo, Kurosawa's yes. film. And then his third film, Good, the Bad, the Ugly, is getting homaged in a samurai film from the 70s, which is you know, a little bit later than his film. So just to, just to give an example of it going back and forth. Between... Oh, absolutely, they do, they do. and Which is why, in this instance, I, I don't think it matters which one you refer to it as, right? Oh, no, yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, I, that's what I was saying that, because I felt like people might lump me in with those idiots if I yeah, don't yeah, clarify I, I it. Make... Any of those idiots who probably aren't listening, but if they are, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I said, though, I had more fun talking about this for the last five minutes than I have probably will about any of this episode, because I don't think the episode is... I mean, it's not a bad episode, but it's also not particularly interesting, I don't think. I'm, I'm kind of with you. It just, you know, it, it get, they get to Ming-Na Wen, and she does the most obvious try to turn them against each other, like, speech I've ever heard in my life to the young guy who kills her says well yeah you get good advice but you know might as well leave you dead and go do this then and then there's one standoff with him at the end and that's it i didn't really care for the mechanic character that's introduced either she was just kind of no, whatever no. let's let's boil it down to what this episode actually is it's the fan wankery one yeah it there's the fan wankery and, one and i say that as a fan this this was too fan wankery for me because <laughs> you know what? I was holding back because I didn't want the comments. I didn't want the comments giving me shit because we've already had some comments about me being an ignorant against Star Wars person. No, no. And, but I've been the defender, right? I've been the stalwart <laughs> of Star Wars throughout this this show so far. And anyone who's been around long term with us will know. Yes, that's me. Also, I don't know if it's the first one. I think this might be the first one though. That uh, it wasn't Favreau who wrote this. Was Filoni who wrote this one? At least was credited as. Uh, it was Filoni that wrote this, which, I mean, it's disappointing because he's written some, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars. You know, he showrun both of those, and he's shown he can do more than just fan wankery because, you know, those shows have their, absolutely have their own identity. Uh, Pete doesn't really care for them. No, he's tried them, but they have their own identities. And they, I don't they are care enough things. to try them, is like the phrase you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this, though, like, things that annoyed me, like, genuinely annoyed me is 
I don't know why. Like, you could do this exact thing, just not on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. And what annoyed me is the fact that we had to know it was Tatooine before we got to Tatooine. Uh, because no, we don't, we barely learn any of the other planets' names. the The main planet that the first three was on, you know, the 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 bounty hunter planet with the with the Mandalorians, mm -hmm. uh, Navarro. We only learned that name in this episode. <laughs> like we didn't know that before. So, and that was fine that we didn't know it. We, you know, or, or or we could learn that now, and that's still fine in context. That's not the problem. It's that it did feel the need to go. Hey, look, it's Tatooine. Um, yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, it even had the booth. I'm pretty sure it was maybe the same booth that Han it's was the sitting same at. Booth yeah. and, and shitty yeah. new character is clearly not Han Solo wearing a similar style vest. Yeah, he even yeah. later on shoots first, essentially. When uh, he shoots Ming-Na Wen, it's a shoot first moment. It is. Even before that, when he sat at the table, he's got his legs up. It's the same pose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he makes a comment about the... When he, when they get come with the speeders, he makes a comment go, well, you know, it's not Corellia, because... Obviously, Han Solo is Corellian. So his little obviously. Is not Corellian. Obviously. It was obvious to anyone who knows that, that's what that line was supposed to be. So it was like, yeah, okay, I get it. And yeah. So we agree yeah. this was the stroke of the lightsaber episode. This was the. It was, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was. And what frustrates me is. is I, well, I don't think the, the episode was amazing, regard that, you know, beyond that. I, I, the characters weren't that appealing. Mm -hmm. Um. I think you could have done this exact same episode on another planet and it would have been less egregious because of it. Just because I wouldn't be... I think it I would, would be... be going, I, would say, I wouldn't say it's a great episode. I would never have said that, but I, would have, I wouldn't have been annoyed at it. It just would have been, okay, it's a weaker one, it's fine. It would be equally mediocre. It just wouldn't have this extra layer of, oh, it's annoying because it's doing all this stuff for the sake of doing it. It's Because it almost, it almost feels like a like a, a sugar coating, right? Be like, hey, okay, this episode's not that exciting, so here's some references and stuff to it does, spice uh, it up for you. you the, know? the only positive I can say in regards to this specifically is... Maybe they just got it all out of the system in one big go. Because to be fair, up till now, the show has been fairly restrained in terms of, you know, references and things like they've had things here or there, but it hasn't, you know, really shifted them in your face. It hasn't really focused on them. They've just kind of been there. Um, I mean, Baby Yoda as a concept aside, which I, I suppose could count. I but mean, I mean, it's so the series that it's kind of okay. You say this, but I feel like since episode two, there has been at least one fairly sizable thing per episode. Like episode two had the the, the minions, which, the, the the Jawas, right? Had the minions, and episode three had the jetpack Boba Fett looking stuff. It right? had Mandalorians, which I'm not I'm not giving it <laughs> shit for because that's the title of the goddamn show. Having Mandalorians <laughs> with jetpacks is fine in a Mandalorian show. Episode four had your uh, giraffe walker thing, ATST. There you go. Um, you know, I feel like each one's kind of had the you know the one set of moment or big thing conceptually that's like, hey, this is another thing we're pulling do, from do Star Wars. Do you I think the difference is in all of those instances, even even like the Jawas, which is probably the arguably the most egregious of those three. I would agree with that because I mean, I I even saw people online say, oh, I guess they're on more than one planet then because this isn't Tatooine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is fine. And but I, th I think the the thing is they were all actually quite baked into the point of that individual episode, right? Like, the Jawas, they were there. They were, they were quite heavily integrated into the plot. The the Mandalorians, they were, you know, a big set piece at the end. They were a whole shtick. Mm. Um, the Walker was the threat. That was what the episode was about uh, in terms of the, the conflict at the end. 
This here, there is nothing about this being on Tatooine that enhances the episode. Whereas I think the others, your mileage may vary, you know, your mileage may vary, but I mean, they don't, they don't detract. I don't even know what she said. Does. I don't even know what she said that wrong until you, you corrected it. Then, then I thought I, about it and said, what did he just say? Oh, Verage. Yes. I was like, <laughs> I know I said that wrong and that was terrible. I'm going to fix that. Even though I did said it quickly enough and moved on that I probably could have got away with it. Um, but I think in this one, you, you take this off Tatooine, you just put it on another you know, random desert planet because, we, I mean, we've, already done, we've done a desert planet in this, you know, in episode two. It was a deserty planet. Mm-hmm. You just do this on another desert planet, which is fine. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Th- th- this it changes nothing on this e- in in terms of the plot of this episode. It's just oh, it's another backwater planet, and you can do the same job. You can still do the the same thing with the speeder bikes. You can still have the desert. You can still have the assassin. Egg, everything. Every character. I mean, we'd still cr- criticize the characters and such, but you could literally do everything the same on a different planet. And it changes nothing of consequence. Whereas in all of the other episodes, I think it does. I think it it, it, it massively impacts the the experience overall. Um, Notably, though, the most egregious one out of those that we mentioned, the Jawas, is the one that I could I could cut almost that entire episode out and feel like I missed nothing. <laughs> it is, and, and and you could argue that well, you could put a different race of aliens instead of the Jawas, but I think it was okay in that one because okay, it's episode two and. Sure, it's Jawas. That you know, it's it, it. If it was Jawas on Tatooine and everything else in the same episode, it would be a lot more annoying. But it's just Jawas. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm. Whereas this was, hey, look, it's Tatooine. Look, it's the cantina. Look, it's Han- not Han Solo. Look, he's doing the pose at the table. It's the and... Tuscans. It's you know all this stuff. Yeah, it's it was so much in one go that it it really kind of just killed a lot of the mood. Mm. And um, oh, yeah, so, actually, this episode I thought was kind of weird—the opening dogfight. Um, and that was just random as shit, wasn't it? It was, and and I, I forgot. Like, okay, Joe, we... until you said that, I'd completely forgotten it started with a random dogfight in space. And and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with it. There's a dogfight, sure, whatever. And uh, the other bounty hunter he says, "Yeah, what is it? You know, I'm bring you in uh, cold, or you know, bring you in alive, whatever, whatever his line was. It was the same thing that that Mando said back in episode one." Mm. And and he kind of shoots him because that's my line. I'm like, okay, that was a cheesier opening to this show than we've had in a while. Yeah, a bit on the cheesy side. Um, also, and obviously this has always been the case in Star Wars, but I'm finding the more Star Wars I see, the more it bothers me how much sound there is in space. <laughs> Again, this comes back to what we said earlier. It is fantasy, not sci-fi. I know, but... It's, it's one of those things where I feel like it's just basic knowledge now. We're maybe, yeah, maybe in the 70s, not everyone knew there wasn't sound in space. But it's one of those things that is so basic now that mo- most things will adhere to it. That... No, they will. But I, I, I like that Star Wars doesn't because that would then feel like, well, why does it do it now when it didn't ever before? We, we had, like, you know, people. Like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to get down this route. Like, Last Jedi, I know you never made this complaint, but I want to bring it up. Sure. I, know, I know you don't like the movie, but people complained about the bombs falling in Last Jedi. I'm like, and and yeah, I'm like, really? I mean, that's your problem. In in Empire, which is a movie Star Wars fans could universally pretty much agree on, that is fantastic, right? And and a lot of the people who I'm saying who I hate Last Jedi are Star Wars fans in this in this case. We complain about you know that these bombs dropping. I'm like, in Empire, they fly into a space worm and have a walk around its stomach, and and with that oxygen mass or you know anything. Stop complaining about space physics. 
yeah that's the other thing we need more planets where they need breeders and stuff i feel like every planet we go to they can walk around freely and <laughs> there's no no yeah which you know. uh, but again like okay that's just star wars i, I can accept that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just how it is it's, it's just one of these things I, do you know what i want to do that i want to go back and like do my own cuts of the originals with and take all the sound away from the space stuff <laughs> see i'd be do you know what i wouldn't hate all of that that'd be a my, fun experiment my, i think do you know, the, the biggest crime with that is you would be cutting one of the best sound effects in cinema history in the uh in the uh the, the implosion sound effect from uh from attack of the clones which is the single best and possibly only good thing in that movie. Oh, that's not, that's not worth it. First of all, I don't even remember what you're talking about. Secondly, that is not worth recutting. I'm not touching the prequel. Who gives a shit about the prequels? <laughs> I care about that sound effect. It is phenomenal. I think you... Sometimes when you reference the prequels, you underestimate just how much time it's been since I've seen those w- once. Uh, sure. Uh, sure that, that sound effect, it, w- it was so good. And, and, you know, it was things like, you know, the the, the newer the Battlefront games. I know you didn't play much of them, but you, you'd seen little bits here or there, I'm sure. Trailers, adverts, sure. I don't know. Uh, and that sound effect was used for the, the gren- uh, some of the grenades in that game. So I was like, okay, you might be familiar with it. Um, but it's really good. Nah. <laughs> was uh, you know, that was Burr at the top of his game. It's fantastic. Mm. Did you just casually refer to the sound designer by his first name as if you're buddies? Is that what just happened? No, no, surname. No, surname. No. It's all the same. It's a bit casual for my lane. Um, then, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think I think it's, it's this is a frustrating series to me, and it's got a lot of like big budget qualities that are why people who are into it are into it but i i do see a valid amount of criticism online as well i don't think that i am necessarily in the minority with my critiques i, I am seeing people talk about how this has kind of got a bit of an identity problem when it comes to is it a tv show or a long movie is it this or is it that um i i, I will say uh well i agree you know, i think it is settling more into being a tv show in these last two episodes uh say what you will about this one but it feels like okay this is an, again an episode and i felt that last time as well with the the seven samurai one it was the first three that felt like a long movie no i agree that these these last two have felt more episodic but i think they both suffer for not spending enough time actually developing what they're doing and it, fair, but, yeah. and both of them by the end made left me feeling like Oh, that felt kind of rushed to me. Like what they actually did. Like if you could take the, the the core story beat they were doing, uh, certainly last week, maybe this episode, not quite as much because I wasn't necessarily into as much of this. Yeah. But um, and just sort of develop it a little bit more because I said that a lot last week. If you had just 10, 15 minutes, let me develop some time with these other characters. I would have cared so much more. Uh, this week, like for me, yeah, just just make it more of a an action episode and really focus on the the logistics of what the action is and this setup of this sniper. Like you could do a lot of fun stuff with that, and I feel like they just kind of did the quickest possible thing. Uh, and we do have to talk about the ending because there's a little tease at the end where someone comes across Ming Na Wen's dead body, and they've got a cape, and they're about to kneel down, and it cuts the credits. So they're teasing some sort of new villain uh, for later in the season. And yeah. I say later in the season, there's only three left. I, mean, I don't know how, how, how long we're going to hold off on this yeah, character. Yeah, it's one of those where we, but you say later in the season, because it's already renewed for a season two, it might be a mm. more of a season two threat, which yeah. is okay. Yeah, they could reveal who this is at the end of the final episode, and then that's your season two comeback next yeah. year kind of tease. Um, obviously, there's a lot of speculation on the internet about who this could be. Is it someone everyone knows, you know, from Star Wars? And it may be... <sighs> I think we have too little information to really speculate right now. 
Yeah. I mean, even even for me, you've got no chance. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously Jar Jar, but other than that, yeah, there's there's no speculation to be had. I kind of love that. I won't lie. In 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 not in a good way though. Like in a holy shit, screw it. Why not? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Do you know, I, what, like <laughs> ten minutes into this episode, not even that, I was like, oh, Pete hates this. You know, you're walking through the, the streets of Tatooine. I was like, oh, yeah. Pete hates. This is what Pete was terrified of of, of this show being. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, I didn't hate it as much as you maybe think I would, just because I don't know. Like, I just don't have just the energy numb. for the hate. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have the energy for it. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I, I know this is every time we spoke about this show before it came out. This is what you were imagining. It's what I hear about Rogue One. Hmm. Every yeah. five minutes, let's make a reference to something because the this core story is not enough to justify the movie on its own. I, I've added a, a little bit of a tweet thread today, not about Star Wars, but talking about uh, movie franchises coming back and uh, saw, yeah. the problems with them. And um, and I, I think Rogue One, even though that wasn't the first one back, does fall into a lot of those what I was saying earlier about uh, mm. how it's more about appealing to the nostalgia of the thing rather than because they've got a, a core I, movie I idea that works on its own. For me, I like Rogue One a lot more than this episode because, yes, there is a lot of, you know, uh, hey, look at this moments in there. I like the core story a lot. I like the core characters a lot, uh, which I know you don't, but that's, you know, that, you know, that's the key difference as to why I like that movie. No, I don't like it because of the other little references. I like it in spite of those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's not go into Rogue One. We'll be here all day. Yeah, we'll do that when the Rogue One show is going to start. <laughs> <laughs> You'd forgotten about that, hadn't you? I did forget about that, yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <sighs> Fuck my life. All right, that's uh, that's the Mandalorian episode five, the Gunslinger. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Um, and despite some requests, uh, Cora will not be finding a new co-host <laughs> to review that show. <laughs> Was there requests? <laughs> Cora, please find someone else to talk about the show. With. <laughs> it filled my heart with joy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Do, are you a little bit happier now that I wasn't just gushing over this episode? Because I think you were expecting that, weren't you? I don't know what I was expecting. Because uh, sometimes you, you're a bit of a mark for Star Wars and you, you'll you defend it kind of in the face of some problems. You'll admit some things, but you'll you'll try and sugarcoat a lot of the actual other things. And it'll, you know, you, but no, 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 you were suitably lukewarm. No, this is easily the weakest episode. And I, I have agreed this show has problems. Um, it's not flawless by any means. I think mostly it's enjoyable like, and pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's debatable between this and episode two for me, but I mean, at least I had some of the introduction to the Yoda stuff, which was... Yeah, I, I think I got a lot more enjoyment out of episode two. And I think, honestly, that's one of this episode's biggest problems is they took away Baby Yoda. And not, I mean, there was a couple of handful of things with him there, but it took away the actual relationship of the two of them there mm. and him actually protecting Baby Yoda, which has kind of been the heart and the core of the show since that started. I'll, I'll give you a hot take. Baby Yoda's already more likable than actual Yoda. I mean, uh, the internet might agree with you on that one. I'll go one step further, and this will be a hot take to Star Wars okay. fans. 
the Digaba scenes in Empire are the weakest part of that movie. Yeah, you're just wrong on that one. Totally, I'm totally right. All, all the stuff inside the tree cave is oh, perfect. It's everything else that's good in that movie. That's why the first one's better, because the first one's not got that horrible subplot. <laughs> you, you like the first one because it doesn't split up the group. Yes. Because the, the fun characters to be around, it's the adventures, the fun characters together interact, and you split them up. It's just, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying, like, I, I think, obviously, the original Star Wars is much better than Force Awakens, but that's, also, that's one of the problems I had with Last Jedi, is that it took the, the group of characters that I grew to like being together, said, no, we're going to split them all up and have them all do their own little stupid subplots, none of which I'm going to find satisfying on their own. <laughs> Again, that's a whole oh, other discussion. Wait until that Rise of Skywalker, will you? <laughs> <laughs> until like two weeks and it's it's gonna be a thing oh i can't believe the stupid emperor's i hate it i hate the emperor's coming back i want no part uh, of it i can't wait I, I, I like this time in two weeks we'll probably be doing our review for that uh she called the new one the the, the the rise of skywanker that's what she'd call it yeah uh, but that's okay. been episode five of Pantori. let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments like and subscribe all the usual things ding the bell for notifications uh you can support us in a couple of different ways you can do all the things i just said because that does help us you can also rate the podcast the audio podcast on apple Podcasts. give us five stars and a review helps more people find us which is obviously the first and foremost the most important thing that we need in our world in our life uh, you can also support us financially though over at patreon.com slash tv and if you do that for as little as one dollar per month you get bonus outtakes and you get bonus episodes of some of the the movie podcasts we do and some other bits and pieces and then at the higher tiers you get voting rates for some of the shows and so on and so on and producer credits and all sorts of shenanigans yeah you have to say if, if you liked some of the chatting shit that we might have done in this review a lot of those bonus bits and outtakes are, are where a lot of that ends up yes and this was still relatively on topic though because it was still star wars but it was which is why they'll stay in here but they, they can get pretty out there for whatever we're talking about Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah thank you very much for watching or listening we always appreciate it do check out our other TV reviews uh, right now that's Mr. Robot and Watchmen both of which tend to be quite meaty discussions you know I, you know, I look at the because Watchmen I wasn't expecting to be but the last two were both an hour long so I mean like, oh, really? they're, they're up cool. there with Mr. Robot and length and, and Mr. Robot is oof, boy oh yeah uh, that is a show with a lot of discussion um, and then of course we have Witcher and Exp- Expanses next it's week it's a week away it's next week next Friday we will have the first episode of Expanse before we have the next episode of this we, yeah we will yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm so excited uh, so we got that and then Witcher's coming like the week after and Lost in yeah. Space season 2 is coming and christmas eve so all these things are happening and i think we're going to be trying the the, the sherlock oh, not sherlock the, the dracula from the sherlock people uh yes, new year's day i don't think we have it is that got a date now well, it was in the news this week so yes it's new year's day okay <laughs> along with doctor who that day apparently yes they've got a busy scheduling that night apparently uh so that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got anything else